Welcome to As We Understand Him, a weekly coffee chat exploring a deeper relationship with God as we understand Him. You can download As We Understand Him weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at As We Understand Him Podcast. For additional information, to hear episodes, and to access resources and writings, please visit our website, asweunderstandhim.coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys trying to figure out the God thing, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. Glennie, Glenn. What's up, Mikey? Back at the coffee shop. My brother, Mikey. What's going it on? Seems hey. like, it seems like we were just here. I know. Hey, yeah, it's funny. Um, when we started this venture of podcasting, right, it was through right. COVID, and we're like, hey, maybe we can do something to help one person just by getting on the air. Right, right. right. They're locked up. And maybe, yeah. <laughs> and do you, do you remember... Um, do you remember, like, when you say, okay, let's figure out, right? And and so I spent, like, 12 minutes researching, like, podcast microphones oh, and, yeah, we and how to do that. Sure. And and I'm just looking around our, our coffee shop today, also oh, known as good. a studio. And, and there's, probably like, yes. there's probably, like, $300,000 worth of equipment. There's and, lights. And like all and, the digital right. stuff. And, and, and Brian's, Brian's breaking a sweat, man. He's going up you know, between cameras and, and microphones. And, I know. And he just had a graphic on here that was like, you know, probably more scientific than, than the space shuttle. Yeah, right. You know, and I was just like, you know, a great example where we let the pros do what the pros do. That's right. Right, exactly. You why know? why I mean we couldn't have duplicated this on our own. I mean maybe we, we would could have tried have and we would have spent we would have spent two thousand dollars and got absolutely right. nothing. And and had bad quality for a long time. Right. But this way, yeah, we use uh come to the studios of Audio Hive in uh beautiful downtown Crest Hill uh wherever Chicago land. Yeah, Chicago land and and uh <clears throat> we really do appreciate that's amazing. Our uh our Techno barista Brian. That's right. He rocks. He rocks. Yeah. So listen, we uh, uh, want to jump in. We uh, we started we last. Yeah, we started last we week. Jump in the pool. We want to jump in the pool. <laughs> we started last week talking about uh, things that you know, kind of tr- those transformational turning points and some of the actions. And I think the way you framed it out was, you know, these are there was action. Faith is action. Work the right way. And and you said. You know, there are things that you need to do. And one of the things you pointed out was you knew you needed to get back into a church and community. I knew I needed to get back into the Bible. These were things that we had to do. And then we started talking about our shared passion for small group, Um, you know, just men. And again, with our background with AA, kind of men being real honest and working together on this God thing. Nothing I will tell you this, and for anybody that's listening, man, here's a key. If you're not honest, mm-hmm. if you're not willing to be honest, just stay on the couch. You might as well. It's like it's, I mean, just just don't even try. It's like a therapist. You go to or your doctor, and, and the doctor says, "So, do you drink?" Well, yeah. Uh, how much? Well, socially. Well, <laughs> what social drinker yeah, so I drink drinks a handle a, a day? I know. You, you know? know. I mean, it's just. It's just, and, and that's one of the, you know, our keys is that we finally got mm. sick of our own bullshit. Right. And we're like, okay. Just be honest. Yeah. And it's amazing. Honesty is a superpower. Yeah. Now, what happens is when you commit to being honest, right, mm-hmm. and you know you're going to tell on yourself, right. your behavior starts to change. Right. Sure. Right. Because if, if you behave badly and then lie and that, that's not me and you fool yourself, that's not really who I, you know. 
if you play all those games, first of all, it's so much mental gymnastics. And second of all, if you start telling the truth and live honestly, what I noticed is my behavior changed for the better. Mm -hmm. And on that note... And I started to find peace, but that's a whole other 17 episodes. Right. Well, we'll maybe we'll make this a part three. Um, you know, what I found is that... So I have no idea what our topic is. Well, we're going we're gonna to go back and talk about some of the things that... Uh, finish up our list of some of the things. We talked a little bit about music, how music kind of change but you had a you had a list of turning points and and things that that, that you started that's out right with. that's right right <clears throat> factors events factors events just right. stuff that that we did to help just get us in the spiritual fairway right or spiritual path journey right whatever picture we want to use right right so what are what were some of the things that uh to carry on from your list from last week, what are some of the things that you Okay, so so I talked about spiritual north, mm -hmm. right, and, and how that was kind of tattooed inside me. And <clears throat> so here's a vision that I had my, my whole drinking path. Um, and, and, and as I said, I knew there was a spiritual north. I knew I was away from the spiritual north. I mean, I, I cannot make that more clear. That was 100%. I knew. And, and yet, the spiritual north, I had no idea what it was, right? I knew that the bullshit I heard in church growing up wasn't, and how they behaved, and the man-made rules and all that, I just knew that wasn't it. Mm -hmm. So I had, I knew there was a spiritual north, I knew I didn't know what it was, and I knew I had to jump in the pool and figure out, you, you, you don't learn how to ride a bike in a seminar. You got to get in the parking lot and get on the bike. You got to fall. You got to get back up. You got to fall. You got to get back up. You got to wobble, right? And, and so that's a good metaphor for my early spiritual journey. And even today, you know, I am not a spiritual giant. I screw up just as much then. I just have more confidence. I have more facts, right? So, so one of the things when I was drinking, I had a visual, and I don't know where the visual came from, but this is my, my visual is knowing that there was a spiritual north, knowing that God and Jesus were the answer, didn't know the question, but I had this visual where I would get in these drunken, I mean, I, I spent seven days one time on the floor of the Ritz-Carlton in St. Thomas. And I went to the pool once I literally had them bring vodka by room service, the big bottles, and I stayed on that bathroom floor the entire week. And, and so my, my visual was I would always be, you know, around the toilet, filthy toilet, like, a, you know, and, and I've actually Googled these online because I'm going to make a, a visual of this one day and maybe be put in the, in the resource room. But here I am laying, vomiting, in my own slime at this filthy toilet and Jesus is standing next to me. You're at the Ritz. Right. But mentally, mm -hmm. emotionally, I was in hell. And what I visualized is that Jesus was standing next to me, almost, you know, my my hair holding me by the back of my head, you know, as I'm ready to puke again. And and he looked at me, he goes, 
you know, and I, I'm telling you, this is a thousand times I, I envision this. And every time in church, I mean, today I do communion, I think of this, this visual because I'm not there anymore. But for years I was, Jesus has me by the back of the head. And he goes, are you ready to listen to me? Are you ready to follow me? Are you ready for the spiritual path? Are you ready for me? And I remember a thousand times saying, almost. Mm-hmm. Like I put up my finger, I'm saying, man, I'm, I'm, I'm almost there. I'm this close, mm-hmm. man, I'm, I'm almost there. And, and I remember him so lovingly saying, okay, and shoving my head down in that filthy, dirty toilet to live on my own shit, my own mm-hmm. hell for another period of time. Mm-hmm. And then Epiphany came back up and he pulled up, are you ready? shove my head down that toilet again. I mean, that's how I, you know, and, and so the way I look at that is the spiritual solution was always there. Mm-hmm. I had to accept it, and I had to get outside of myself, step two, came to believe that a power greater than myself could restore me to sanity. I knew I wasn't the answer anymore. And so I was softened to the point where I was open to a counselor telling me what to do. My sponsor telling me what to do. The group of guys in my rehab telling me what to do. The AA big book telling me what to do. And then eventually the Bible telling me what to do. But that, that toilet vision, man, is so real for me. I, 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 can't, even, I can't even describe it. I love well, that. I tried to describe it. Yeah, no, I think you did a great job. Um, I, you know, one of the things you said last week that really stuck with me was you talked about wanting it, and in AA, the line is, if you want what we have and are willing to go to any lengths to get it, then you are ready to take certain steps. But you said, in reference to guys that you saw on their own spiritual journey in college days, that you didn't want to be like that. And I wrote that down because, because here was kind of my change. Once I got into AA and I bought into that line, um, you know, if you want what we have and are willing to go to any length to get it. I knew that that went for AA, but I also knew it went for my spiritual journey. And I found myself trying to seek out guys that I wanted what they had. And like your story, that's real to me. I, I want that level of relationship, not necessarily the toilet. I don't want to experience the toilet moment with you, but but the journey that you've that you've come down, I want... I want what others have uh, because, and I think you brought the word up, you know, I want that peace. I want that serenity. I want that comfort. Um, you know, that's that's what I strive for these days to fill that hole in the soul is is are, are, are with things like comfort and connection and peace and relationship, you know. Yeah, and, so, so there's a lot of those words that I don't understand. You know, I, I, I don't, I mean, peace... So I do have a definition for peace, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of those words I don't have definitions for, right. like happiness. I, right. What the fuck's that? You know. Right. Right. But but peace, I I define peace as a point in time where everything is okay. Mm-hmm. There there's, you know, I'm sitting on the water. There's no waves. There's no wrestling. There's there's no effort. It's just everything is just okay, right? And and I have found that okay is awesome mm-hmm. right so um let, let me give you an example of like some of the stuff i saw in college just 
real quick, and is a, this is a you know sidebar, but um, like these guys in college, like like there's no self awareness, right? Like they would go in vans on the weekend with their bullhorns, and they would go, you know, on the city streets of Lynchburg, and they would sit on the stand on their milk, milk crates and bullhorn Jesus, right? And and I remember them coming home at night. And, and they were just so proud of themselves, so proud of themselves. But they were so stuck inside their own heads that they weren't looking at the reactions of people around them that they were actually pushing people away, right? With their obnoxious bullhorns, Jesus is coming back. I mean, it, it, it was just none of that worked for me, mm-hmm. right? And I'm like, that doesn't work. That's wrong. I don't want to be part of that, that shit. I, I just, I mean, it was just crazy. So, yeah, no, I, I I couldn't agree with you more. It makes me uncomfortable talking about it. And I've seen, I've witnessed those myself, uh, where I've also witnessed people going into those same city streets with coats for the cold, with food for the hungry. You know, I've seen that. See, I think that, that is a whole different mission. Absolutely. Because you're not looking for the, the people that were going out with the bullhorns were doing it for themselves. Right. I think the people with the coats are doing it for, for others. The people. Right. It's a service. Right. right. And and I think the people who were on the on the milk crates with the bullhorns had it wrong. Right. But they were so proud of themselves and they got bonus points and brownie points for doing it. And oh how many people did you, how how many converts, right? Let's count the converts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was all I mean it just I just knew it wasn't right. Right. You know? Right. Um all right, so so I have a, a, another event or epiphany or something to happen that really helped me get on the spiritual path. You ready for this? Yeah. So go to church every week, and I, uh, I have a stepson, and he and I went to church one Sunday, and he went because of me. I'm not sure. He, I mean, he wasn't really dialed in. He was, you know, listening or, or whatnot. But the sermon was about Jonah and the whale, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and we normally have really good you know messages, and this was a great message. You know, I got a lot out of it, and and so we're driving home with my uh, stepson, um, and he looks at me. He goes, "Hey," and we don't have a long drive home. He looks at me. He says, "Hey, what did you think about that service?" And I said, "Hey, man, I thought it was awesome." And, and he stopped me. He goes, "Really?" I said, yeah, it was great. He goes, Glenn. He goes, this whole Jonah thing? He goes, come on, Glenn. And uh, I said, what? He goes, are you telling me you believe that a man lived in the belly of a whale for three days? I said, yes, I do. He looks at me and goes, Glenn. I'm like, what? He goes, you ever heard about this thing called science? You know? I'm like, yeah, I'm really aware of science. He goes, come on. He goes, a man cannot live in the belly of a whale for three days. And I said, I said, I understand where you're coming from. I understand your perspective. And he looked at me and goes, do you really believe that? And I looked at him, and within myself, I had a very defining moment right then and there. Because part of me said, I understand where you're coming from. 
I understand the science. But I responded to him and I said, yes, I emphatically believe. And he goes, I just don't understand that. And I said, I'll help you understand it. I said, for me to go through the Bible and say, I believe that, I don't believe that, that is Glenn's ego, you know, making those decisions, which Glenn's ego is dangerous. And I said, if I refute and, and dispute that, then where do I draw the line? You know, if, if, if that is not true, then what else is not true, mm-hmm. right? And then it's up to Glenn making up his own spirituality, picking and choosing. And I did that for so many years. That don't sound like a good plan. I did so, so many years in AA, I got the results. I, I right. played the game. What hospital am I going to next? Because Glenn was making the recovery. The only in sobriety, and it's funny because the big book is the same way. There's people, not me, there's people that read the big book and they change the words, right? It, it's like that girlfriend I used to have and she kept going to different therapists until she heard what she wanted to hear, right? Right. You can't read the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous and change the words right. and expect the same result of the program. Mm-hmm. You can't read the Bible and say, well, I'm going to believe that. I'm not going to believe that. I mean, I, I don't think... Where do you draw the line? I, yeah, I just think... so. That was a defining moment for me where I just looked at him and I'm like, you know what? I choose to believe. And what I've learned about the Bible is maybe some of the stories are are metaphorical or or whatever, right? But I choose to believe the stories in the Bible and I choose to believe and follow every word of the AA Big Book. Mm -hmm. I don't care that it was written in the 30s or 40s. Right. I don't care. That it was written 2,000 years ago. I don't care if right. it was written 2,000 years ago. I don't care if they didn't have the internet back then and they didn't have this and they didn't look at it that way. And they didn't have, you know, I remember a story in the Bible, and again, I'm a theologian, but about Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm-hmm. I, what I know about that story and what I know about today, there was a lot of similarities mm-hmm. with the way people lived. Now, maybe they didn't have internet. Maybe they had tablets, right? But I, I don't know. They did have tablets. Yeah, they did have tablets. Apple ones. Right. No, but, you know, so so I I, I, I don't know. I think I choose. I chose and I choose to believe, and I really don't waver from that. I think that's one of my success metrics that I was getting in, in, in starting to take the first, second, third step in the spiritual journey. Right. You know, a couple things that, that jumped out at me. Number one is that... You know, the words are the words, and the words are the words on, on the paper. And you have chosen, and you make it very clear that you've chosen to buy into the words as they are written. And, but we also agreed that there are theologians and trained people and people that can help us get through tying verses together and, and explaining what things were like at the time and why it means what it means, right? All that kind of thing. And and we've got the internet to do that today. It is so awesome. I can do, like for, exi- for example, on the book of Jonah, you know, it's, it's a small book, but I'm sure I can get to a million teachings on the book of Jonah that would help me understand it better. Right, so, so the first thing I, um, 
what I want to point out about that, there's a million things on the Internet, but there's 990,000 of them that are probably wrong. Right. Right? Right. Um, I mean, I've seen some, quote, unquote, spiritual stuff on, on the Internet mm-hmm. that is scary as can be. Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, so, you know, it's just like anything else. you got to you know, be careful. Careful of your source. Sure. Right. Um, so anything else you got? Uh, I would say from my standpoint, uh, serving, really. Oh, how in the world did I not have that on my list? Yeah. Well, no, you did actually, because did you I? jumped in, you jumped into the kids ministry. I jumped into things like, you know, the kids ministry as well, doing check-ins, Wait, yeah, but did, did doing parking, doing sober? ushering. Yes. Do, do yes. <laughs> eventually. Yes. Uh, you know, and so, yeah, I mean, that just so... It brings the whole story back together because the Bible, the God of the Bible, and Jesus was a servant leader, and I mean that that defined him. He washed the feet. He didn't expect others to wash his feet. He was out there washing the feet of others, and 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 I love how one minister told it to me. I mean, back in the day, you had sandals, and you know there was no sanitary. H whatever health department, you know, there was just shit on the streets and these guys were trudging through shit on the streets all day long. And so the act of washing one's feet was, I mean, you're, yeah, it's a shitty job, you know? Yeah. Serving is a superpower. It absolutely. Yeah, and I'm sure we're going to talk a lot about that, yeah, I'm, but I'm, yeah, I think we should do a seven part series just on that. But, <laughs> but I mean, I am, <clears throat> What, what I have found is it doesn't matter how busy I am. I am. Mm-hmm. And, and, and this is very apparent. It doesn't matter how busy I am. If somebody needs 45 minutes, um, I always find the 45 minutes. And what I know for a fact is I can track where I made up for that 45 oh, minutes. Yeah. It's, it's just unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, serving is, is a superpower. Right. So, so here's two, two other things, quick. Yeah. One, I call God shots. Yep. Right? And and as you become aware, well, as, as, as I became sober mm-hmm. and clear-headed, and as I became aware of things around me and outside of my own self, um, I can recognize today where God is at work, mm-hmm. where I pray for things, and sometimes some of my answers are, not now, just keep going. Right, and and then I get answers elsewhere. And I, I know it sounds supernatural, and I guess it is supernatural. But you know, it just it just works. And I see I see God working in life as I go through with other people, through other people, positively. Yeah, yeah, I, absolutely. I, I mean, I've always said that the 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 greatest place that I hear God is through other people at my AA meetings. Yeah, right. No, I know. I totally agree. And then lastly, yes. I guess we'll wrap up this uh, 700 part series, right? Yeah, right. But lastly, um, is and, and and I think we need to explore this more, and 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 we need to find a way to do this. But um, so I watched this. I, I, it's hard to find. It's it's not very popular, but it's a, a series called The Chosen. Yes. And um, and I watched that, and I learned more about what happens in spirituality in the life of God and Jesus through that series 
than anything else I've done. Yeah, it's really well done. It's really well done. So we've already identified that if I read something, it's worthless, right? But if I can get entertained while While I'm getting the content. Right. Right. So I'm definitely entertained. But I'm telling you, what I've gotten out of that is as misfit and screwed up and as much as I was living in hell, um, you know, I still have a place in God's world. I yeah. still have forgiveness. I still have love. And, and, and we, we should really unpack because there's some, so many things in The Chosen yeah. um, that, that I got benefit from. But one of the things I realized is that <clears throat> I'm in the right spot. Yeah. And we were in a good spot today, man. Great having coffee with you. Love having coffee with you, man. Do this again next week. I look forward to it, man, as we understand him. All right. Awesome, man. All right. Love her, brother. See you, See you man. Thanks for joining us for today's coffee chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at asweunderstandhim.coffee. If sobriety is your desire and you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255 or dial 988. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their personal experiences about their spiritual journey and their path to sobriety. Therefore, any medical, spiritual, or perceived suggestions are their own opinions and should not be considered professional advice. See you next week.